What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode two of the Brutal Reality Digest Online podcast with friends. How's it going? Welcome to the show. We have two contributors to the to the blog zine, whatever you want to call us. And uh, yeah, they happen to be on the telephone with me today. So uh, let's I'll say hello to Parker Vokaroth, first of all. How you doing, Parker? Oh, not too bad. How are you? I am also not too bad. And uh, let's let's introduce the other one so she doesn't just feel left out. The we better got... one. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see how she does here. <laughs> we got uh, Mia. Now I'm going to pronounce your last name wrong. Close? Just give it a shot. Uh, you know what? It's uh, close enough. And I can't even take credit for that because I used it earlier. <laughs> close enough? So is that right? Oh. Or is it Claus? It's uh, Claus. Yeah. You know, like Santa Claus. Yeah. Oh, that's not a bad one. I also have a name that's pronounced multiple ways, so. But Vok- Same here. Vokoros is slam dunk. Anybody can get that. <laughs> yeah, I have multiple stories about my stupid last name being mispronounced in, in terrible ways. Oh, and perfect content. Honestly, the best one, the one that I'll always remember is, this would have been probably, I want to say about 15 years ago now, my cousins from my father's side were visiting uh, my family and we went to a hockey game and they were doing a bike night so somebody could win a bike and of course my cousin Andy won the bike and I don't know if it was that this person was so bad and just had the worst reading comprehension ever or it was actually just the way the the way that the speakers sounded uh, in the arena but it actually sounded like when he read her name he literally said Andy fucker off and it was so funny <laughs> How do not think oh of that? no <laughs> oh i know well for for the folks at home us we are all uh, graduates of last year's media studies and professional communications program out of red deer college and mm. i don't know about you guys i'm super stoked we graduated last year because it looks like it's kind of a disaster out there right now looking oh. a little gray yeah a little bleak oh I've, i have a bunch of friends still in college and the stories i've been hearing especially the last few weeks have been just insane Mm-hmm. I can imagine. I wouldn't. I'm glad be. we don't. Do. Yeah, exactly. We we should give thanks to whoever you give thanks to right now. Yeah, so we actually <laughs> graduated. We did yep. it. We walked out of there. We made it. We made it. <laughs> so okay. uh, let's just uh, back it up a bit. And you guys are all involved in the brutal reality digest. Digest. <laughs> and, uh, how how are you involved, Parker? Let's start with you. What did you What do you do for this blog? Zine. Zine, I zine. I I do the Vox Voice column. I usually just find ways to talk about stupid stupid memes and whatnot through mainly through video games because that's just kind of one of the things that I'm known for. And there's just a lot of content out there to produce. That's that's pretty much the main thing people know me for. So I figured when when Josh presented this idea to me and told me I could contribute. I figured, why not? Nice. Well, let's, uh, we'll get to Mia here in a minute, but let's, uh, so Mia wasn't involved in the first issue. I keep wanting to say episode, but, uh, I'm a I newbie. Too, I got too many, uh, too many platforms up my, up my brain right now. But anyways, <laughs> so Parker wrote a review on a game called Persona 5. Is that accurate? Yes, it is. Okay. And, and in it, because uh, let's just back it up again. Um, I'm a little bit older than you guys. 
I'm a, I'm a, I what I'm what falls into the millennial category, I believe. And if I'm not mistaken, you guys are right on the edge of maybe Generation Z for us. Yeah. The two of us, because if I remember correctly, we're born the same year. We're right on that fringe. And to be honest, not knowing which generation I fit into is the perfect descriptor of my life. Yeah, I'd agree. <laughs> that, that describes all of us. <laughs> we're lost, but it's fine. Yep. I think I'm without a doubt a millennial. I'm like right in the middle of all the cutoffs. Yeah. From what I know, you are. An 80s baby. But anyways, <laughs> this, this kind of segues us into the first thing I want to talk about, which is... Uh, all these generational stereotypes and uh, Parker, <laughs> since you wrote this article, you did get a little bit of backlash, which we discussed yeah. offline. But I'd like just to, this is what somebody had messaged me. I won't, I won't name names. I told him to write a letter to the editor, but he chickened out. But <laughs> or maybe he's busy fighting a invisible enemy, like everyone else. But anyways, here's yeah. what he said, because he said he he had some issues with the articles, and he said. No, it was the OK Boomer video game. I personally hate the generational stereotyping going on these days. Drives me nuts. <laughs> Do you have a response to that, Parker? Well, for one, above all else, like, I was writing that to just kind of be funny. I was writing that to just kind of be, be silly and whatnot. Same with the piece that I, I wrote for the latest issue. But I wasn't necessarily in any way trying to to further the generational stereotype. The point of that article was literally that there is the meme now of the younger people, whenever some, whenever an older person says anything, just responding with, okay, boomer, and moving on with their life. And I remember coming across a meme where one of the antagonists from that game, who is a boomer, says something, and then they replace the actual text that the protagonist responds with, with just, okay, boomer. And I just thought that game really does embody just how ridiculous that meme is. And that's all I was trying to get across. I meant no offense to anybody with it. Well, this guy wasn't even a boomer. He's a generational Xer or whatever you want to call him. Gen X. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, I promise if they're watching, I, I, did not mean to, I did not mean to further that. Rather, just showcase in a semi-humorous way that that game does embody the idea and the spirit behind that meme. Is like uh, relatable, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, Mia, you were, uh, I don't know if you've read that article in question, but do you have any opinions on mm -hmm. these uh, generational wars that seem to be going on, at least on the internet? It's, uh, it's a little tough because you don't really want to be a part of either, at least for me, I like to take a step back from that. So to kind of see just people in general, how they're dealing with it right now, either uh, going to one extreme or the other. I don't really want to be a part of either. Just kind of remain for someone, maybe. Um, <laughs> so, I think that's other than that, yeah. So just you've, uh, you've never unidentified. Had, you've never had a baby boomer tell you just to pick yourself up by your bootstraps and uh, go get a job and quit being lazy, even though you're... More or less, um, maybe that you're a uh, jailbait or, um, oh. you know, some stuff. Wow. <laughs> oh, this is yeah. a female perspective. Oh. <laughs> Me and yeah. Parker don't have to worry about that. Cause if it could... Exactly. You don't have to, don't have to worry about getting uh, picked up, you know? Parker would love that right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I'll take my chances with Corona. <laughs> 
that's interesting. I never thought of of the the gender thing on top of it. So you're getting it from all angles. No hmm. pun intended. Yeah, definitely. No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> oh interesting. no. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. It's so. So you guys are what? Born in the mid '90s? Is that inaccurate? Mid to late. Yeah. 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 We're about four months apart, actually, if I'm remembering correctly. So do you? Oh wow! Quite the memory. (laughs) I I stalk on your Facebook page every day. (laughs) I told you that in confidence, man. Come on. Well, uh, so do you guys? Do you have any like? You just always remember the internet, then, right? It's never been. It's just always been around, right? Ever since you well, were... for the most part, like uh, I remember kind of without it, I remember it being a, a huge privilege because in school, the turning point where it was almost required, like we had the big kind of dinosaur computer where we had, you know, games and it sat in the basement because it wasn't the priority. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden kind of internet came around, it was very slow. And then it became like a requirement for school and it, was, it wasn't very accessible. And it was such a weird time to be like, hey, you guys like need a computer at home in order to do anything. So I, definitely a part, I remember that turning point for sure. Yeah, and it, it's such a weird thing because not only was it such a drastic shift that created such a divide amongst uh, different generations with who's willing to to learn and adapt to the new technology, but at least for me and where I grew up, because I grew up in a in small town central Alberta, not far from Red Deer, and uh, it felt like it almost happened overnight because when I was in elementary school, when I was in middle school and even junior high, it wasn't, the internet was there, but it wasn't ever a required thing. And then basically as soon as I got into like the the 10th grade is when it became everybody, there wasn't no, just like the rent out the laptops or go to the computer lab. It was now starting to become like this expected thing. And that's where you saw a lot of backlash from a lot of parents, whether they just didn't want to have the technology or maybe they were unsure of it or they couldn't afford it or whatever. It was mm-hmm. uh, such a weird time because it feels like you grew up without it, but you didn't grow up without the internet at the same time. It's such a, it was such a weird time to grow up. Okay. If you can say I ever grew up. Okay. So you're saying that you saw the shift of having the computer lab to all of a sudden you're expected to have a laptop at your desk while you're mm-hmm. so similar to what college is like. Yeah. Well, even coming into like my first year of university, it was expected that you had a laptop. Paper and pen was totally out the window because they're like, if you can't keep up, you're going to be behind. So don't bother with the paper and pen. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense, though, because every job you're going to have. Wait, 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 for what we went to school for, anyways, you're going to need to at least yeah. know what a computer is. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> just a tiny bit. Just an idea, you know. Even in our in our first day of classes, somebody somebody like snorted at me when our instructor said to start taking notes and I pulled out a notebook and a, and a pencil and somebody kind of like looked over and snorted at me. I'm like, is that, is that weird? And I'm immediately searching the room. Am I the only one doing this? That's not why people are looking at you like you're weird. That is very fair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, you guys. <laughs> no, I'm the, I'm the same way. I find I actually retain shit if I write it down where if I'm on the computer, totally, yeah. know, you get, I just, it doesn't, I don't. I don't know that I retain shit, anyways. But it, slightly better than typing it out, anyways. And you don't want to mm-hmm. sit there looking at Twitter. Yeah, I tried. It's to... inevitable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I remember, like, I can remember computers and everything kind of going from like just what 
dorky people use to just being a part of the mainstream. Mm -hmm. And I also remember when they first got the internet in schools, there was no parental controls. And oh, no. Holy cow, look out for some of the stuff we did on there. Yeah. <laughs> one buddy downloaded Command and Conquer. You remember that game, Parker? I do. You know that one. Red Alert. And yep. we'd, we'd go and play that on our recesses or breaks, or whatever you call them. <laughs> and then mean? other things that aren't proper for ladies' company. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll just pretend I know nothing. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, uh, let's, I guess we can talk about what uh, Mia contributes to the zine since this is your, your maiden voyage into it. Hopefully you're going to stick around, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I've got a little bit of feedback and a lot of people said, oh, uh, Mia seems like she's an interesting girl. Yeah, her oh, really? Was, wow. Her piece was awesome. It really was. Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you. So if you want to, I guess we could kind of segue into it you you guys were you are you guys yeah. are touring up the pacific northwest is that what they call it in the states and then you had to cut yeah. your trip short yeah so essentially like um i guess overall like i just i like trying new things and i'm very new to a lot so i guess that's kind of what this will be focused around um but this was kind of my first time on a big climbing trip we had planned it originally for october and we ended up rescheduling for the new year and then I left my job we kind of got everything um stayed in a van we drove down the coast just to enjoy it we stopped in Portland to do some coffee hopping um came back up uh just was it east of Portland like southeast and we stayed in a small town and just like did some rock climbing and stuff I got a bit sick and there's just so much going on and then all of a sudden it was like we we're getting slow news of everything that's going on the borders might close and all of a sudden life was just super different and we came back and we're not even in the city yet and I'm a little bit worried about what that'll feel like but yeah it was just kind of like overnight it was like all right it's go time things are different <laughs> so I kind of wanted I know a lot of people would talk about that and I kind of wanted to take a little bit of like okay like this is obviously not something to be light about but at the same time it's it's not something that you can sit there and be like, okay, like I need to be stressing about everything all the time, especially with all the news that's going on and our access to media and stuff. So I was like, well, it's kind of funny. Like we were talking about it. We're like, okay, we'll stay inside for the 14 days that we need to. And then after that, I'm like, I need to get outside. And I'm like, I get to go outside tomorrow. I'm like, what a weird thought. So I kind of <laughs> sat there and analyzed like how different my schedule had become because of that and what I'm excited about now. So, so now you're able to go outside as long as you socially distance yourself from others. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So here it's it's very calm. Like it hasn't hit here or anything yet, but everyone's kind of you know uh, wary. <laughs> so you keep your distance, but you kind of give you know the the white person nod, and then you know, uh, <laughs> and then yeah, you go about your business. Yeah, the chin flick and you know you keep it safe but i'm sure coming back to calgary for sure it being so big like it i've heard it's pretty deserted now compared to what it felt like before yeah i know my yes. boss work has an office downtown and he he's not going in but i've, I've seen pictures and it's yeah it's see the tumbleweed going by which is bizarre because oh. normally yeah. it's freaking bustling but seeing like going to uh because i've been to the saddle dome a bunch of times for stuff uh, like a concert and some hockey games and lacrosse games and going from the traffic out of that that's 
just gridlocked for like 45 minutes to see just straight nothing on there just some of the busier streets that i know from calgary just seeing nothing on it it's it's such a surreal visual that's good though that people are actually listening and staying yeah. home and you know they're not doing that so well down in the states in some places so they're gonna be yeah for the hair spring break let's go down to florida <laughs> yeah, that's that's the yeah gen- no kidding that's generation Z. thanks a lot guys <laughs> That's the thing. You don't want to associate. (laughs) That's why. That's why we uh, say that we're in that fringe and we don't know what generation (laughs) we're a part of. Just because then, whenever it gets blamed, we're like, "Well, that's not us." Yeah, (laughs) I'm not a millennial snowflake. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I assume you guys have had lots of time to. Well, I know you said you're trying to limit the the news part of of the internet, but I assume you have lots of time to browse. I know I sure do. But uh, there's one thing, I was wondering, Parker's and, and yours, Mia, opinion on this. There's a meme that I'm sure you've seen, just kind of making making light of people that, you know, bitch about about whatever, a movie or TV show, and then the guy, the person goes up and holds their lips closed and says, shh, let people enjoy things. You know that one, Parker? I'm sure you do. Yes. Yeah. I'm just wondering, what is your opinion on that outlook? Do you think that shitty shit should be shit on, or do you think... Just let people enjoy whatever they want to, even if it means that crappy crap's going to keep getting made because it's making money. (laughs) Well, well, it's definitely a tough thing to think, like, because you don't necessarily want to support things that, if that means that more stuff you don't agree with is, is enjoyable. But at the end of the day, no matter how much you can think a movie, a book, a game, a TV show is just totally awful or totally awesome... At the end of the day, it's a, it's a work of art and it's subjective. So to me, the way that I look at it is as long as you can understand why people would agree and disagree with you, your opinion on that piece is valid. If you can understand that I really love this, this one character in the movie. I'm a huge fan of Darth Vader. I think he's awesome. If you can understand why people might not enjoy him, then I think that that's a valid opinion. So I do agree with the whole let people enjoy things but i also believe that if somebody disagreeing with you or wanting to just discuss why they disagree with you if that impacts your day man i wish that i was in your shoes because if that was the kind of thing that was enough to impact my day you probably got nothing else going on and i want your life <laughs> fair enough me you got a point or counterpoint yep pretty similar i guess like the general idea of doing no harm but Also, the fact that it's like being open-minded about it. You are so allowed to love what you love and be interested in what you're interested in, as long as it does no harm. Uh, (laughs) But um, with that being said, it's just like, if you start getting angry about it, that's when it kind of, you shut other people out. And if you don't have that willingness to have that conversation, see different perspectives, like, yeah, like you said, like, do you have anything kind of better to do other than be pissed off about something? So... (laughs) Yeah, one one of the terms that I've heard, and I don't know if it's because, as anyone who's read my column can probably guess, I spend a lot of time when I'm on the internet talking to people who are also super into video games. So I don't know if it's a term specific to that uh, group or not, but one of the terms they use is just gatekeeping, which is just like mm-hmm. shitting on somebody simply because they disagree with you. And it's, who cares? Does does somebody disagreeing with you on a on a, on a fictional piece of work 
does that really of all the things that can can happen is that is that really the thing worth getting upset about it, it's like when i see people getting genuinely upset if they argue about whether tom brady's the greatest quarterback or michael jordan was the was the greatest ever basketball player like of all the things discuss it sure but don't let it ruin your damn day mm -hmm. so do you think it's like a high art low art and some things you maybe just shouldn't think about so much and not get angry i guess the thing is for me it's like you get these monopolies like disney that own everything and then they pump out this turd like the new lion king i really didn't like that movie Sorry, <laughs> they did. but it was just the same movie but like with non-emotional faces on animals and it's mm. just like yeah it makes a billion dollars so that means you know you're getting fox and the hound and you're getting you're getting all those movies and then it's so studios instead of putting money into some cool independent movie they're gonna go oh we're gonna go with this one so i guess that's mm -hmm. somebody i saw somebody talking that way and i was like because i was always the same way like oh whatever people like it Fill your well especially or... being in media in being in media studies and stuff like learning how to analyze media was kind of the best and worst thing ever because yeah you yep. you know the background information to this stuff and you're like do i get angry about it but then you kind of have mm -hmm. to take a step back and be like this is just this is kind of how it is and money is the biggest driver. So when you look at it that way, it becomes too much of like a realist perspective and then you start getting angry about it. You start harboring something. Whereas if you kind of like have the realistic perspective, but then also be able to take a step back and be like, okay, it doesn't actually involve me personally. And, you know, you can discuss with other people why they didn't like it or why they did like it. And I think that's the main important part is focusing on the fact that people are talking, I guess it's the main mm -hmm. takeaway. I want to take away from that as the optimist. I can, I can agree to that. I also think it's just important to whether you're buying for it or you're watching it on TV or something, at least maybe it's just me, but I think a media is almost like a bit of an investment, whether I'm investing a bit of money into buying something or renting something, I guess people don't really rent shit anymore. Um, or, or you're just sitting down to watching it. You're investing your time in this. So you might you might have something that just ends up sucking. And at least you experienced it. Mm -hmm. yeah. <clears throat> well, I saw a quote one time after the newer Star Wars movie came out. And the guy's like, the more I think about, like, I liked it originally. The more I thought about it, now I now I hate it. And it's like, maybe you shouldn't think about <laughs> some things too much. Because... <laughs> Yeah. I, I love Star Wars, but I mean, there's definitely flaws in all of them. More, some oh, of them yeah. more than others, but I don't know. I don't know if I would let... I guess I kind of did. I bought into the prequel hype pretty hard, so I <laughs> almost let them ru ruin my original trilogy, but then I would just don't care. People find joy out of it, I guess. Good for them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, even when it comes to like when people are remaking or changing, it's funny because just at the time of this recording... Literally a week ago, the first game that I wrote about Persona 5 got essentially a another version of it released. And one of the things that it was known for was it changing a somewhat controversial scene. Um, that was a very minor scene that takes place and ends in less than two minutes. And all that was announced was that this scene was going to change in some way. And that was enough for people to start like screaming, like this is bullshit censorship. And I, I never will support this company or anything. I just, well, I can't believe wasn't that. There something else like resident evil, like re like a girl is supposed to be an upskirt shot and they put some like shorts on or something. And people, are Oh like, yeah. The score. And people are like mm -hmm. pissed off. They're like, Oh my gosh, like this wasn't in the original cut. Like, what do you, I, that's where I, 
misunderstand because it's like, what are you gaining, I guess, yep. from this? Like, does it actually add to your game experience? Maybe it does. I don't understand that because, or I'm definitely not a gamer. I like live in the land of Zelda and that's about it. But it just, <laughs> when it comes to something that particular and small, like, I just, I, I don't understand why it's so worth creating this massive uproar about it. Yeah, even for another example, even another game that's at the time of this recording coming out in a few days is a remake of one of the most iconic games ever, Final Fantasy VII. And there are people complaining that one of the women in it, her boobs got shrunk. And, and, and uh, apparently, <laughs> while as someone who's played the original and has seen the new one, well, I, I mean, I don't even think they did necessarily shrink, but like, even if they did... Of all the problems you can have with something. And, well, that was for, correct me if I'm wrong, that was for, like, PlayStation 1. Right? Yes. So, all I'm, I I played that game a little bit when I was a kid, but I never had a PlayStation, but I'm just picturing, like, the original Tomb Raider with, like, the polygon, like, jagged <laughs> rattle. Oh, so, I'm like, pyramid who's, boobs. who's getting angry about that? Yeah. yeah. But with something like that, like, uh, I recently got into just, uh, reading about like Dead Space War and like I can't play it for the life of me I'm freaking terrified like, <laughs> the first three seconds I ended up crying and talking to the controller right away because I got spooked so bad but like reading into the lore and all that stuff and understanding how much work got put into specific things or how they highlighted a certain aspect like they were really proud of this one creature that they created so they created a moment where you literally you weren't able to attack and it wasn't able to attack you but you could look at it it was a moment to appreciate the hard work that they put into it and making sense of all this different like biomechanical science and stuff or biomass science behind it. It's, it's amazing looking at that aspect of it rather than being like, Oh man, her kids are smaller. Like fuck this game. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, but, no, like e even as somebody who plays a lot of video games, like I can tell you um, with the final fantasy seven remake, they put out a demo a few weeks ago. And when I first downloaded that and booted it up, I was, it was one of those moments where I actually thought this is a genuine thing we can play and this looks and just feels absolutely incredible and it's mind-blowing to go from when I was a kid to what's available now. Mm -hmm. Focus on all of that kind of stuff. So how do you feel, speaking of uh, revamps, how do you feel about, like, I don't know if you've seen it, I haven't, but the new Sonic movie, how they had such poor reception to the original release that they actually re like redesigned him and pushed the release of the movie back. Do you think that was just That's a marketing crazy. ploy or do you think that was actually like, oh shit, this movie's going to bomb unless it, we, we do something now? Maybe it was like a false feeling of that people have a say and it was like the one time that they're like, oh wait, like people actually don't like this. I still can't believe when I came out with it. They're like, yeah, this is fine. <laughs> but yeah. it's just, it's so insane to see that, but you're totally right. Like it could have been totally like a double marketing thing, like bad publicity is still publicity. So it's like, you know, well, which would, way could they have gone with that? I would mm -hmm. argue that the, that episode nine of star Wars was definitely a response to the, like the backlash that episode eight got from a lot of people. Mm -hmm. It seems like he just mm -hmm. kind of threw everything out the window from that movie. And I don't care what, if you liked any of the movies, but like, I kind of feel like this is kind of an uncharted territory where the fans are kind of calling the shots and maybe it's not a good thing. I don't know. I'm not 
I think it breaks the fourth wall a little bit, don't you think? Like, you're just like, oh, I had influence in that? Yeah. Well, for me, I think it's, uh, I think it's just important to understand when you look at something, what feels like a decision made because they thought it would sell and was just going to be some hot thing to catch people that might not have wanted otherwise. And what was a, what was a decision made that they genuinely believed would improve people? The idea that the Sonic, going back to the Sonic thing, that that was a marketing plan, if they put all that money into all those scenes just to take them out again, that just sounds so unlikely to me. But Mm -hmm. to me, I look at it as not necessarily saying that the fan reception should control anything, but it just, to me, it showed the, the potential of respecting what you're working with if you're working with like a pre-established source because that sonic as a lifelong sonic fan which has brought me so much so much terror in my life fuck (laughs) that that fan base is a thing uh as a lifelong fan that um that first design looked nothing like it and seeing them redesign it and like I, I was genuinely amazed at how at how much better that looked, and I was I was happy to see it, and I'm happy that that movie did very well because apparently it's it. it's very good. I haven't seen it. It's it surpassed Detective Pikachu as the as the highest grossing film based on a video game. Wow! <laughs> so I'm I'm happy to see that part of it, and I think that I think that now I mean. One of the things that we, the three of us, have studied is new media and the and the idea of like prosumers and whatnot, and I think that that overall is a is a good thing. I think more people having a voice and being able to to express that is a good thing. Sure, you're going to have a lot of of uh, false narratives produced. You're going to have a lot of problematic statements produced, but I think that it's a good thing for more people to be able to get their their voice out there. More people to be able to say that and. I think that companies proving they might actually listen to people, I think that's a good thing. So what's, uh, how come Cats wasn't fixed in the edit? Oh my I, gosh. I don't know, but oof. I haven't seen that one yet, but I did see Seth Rogen's yeah. stoned on You Twitter. honestly don't have to to know. What to oh. <laughs> I don't know what they were going with that. I never watched the musical or had any interest in watching it, but. In fairness, I... I heard that they did take out some scenes. Apparently there were, and I wish that I was making this up because one of my friends was telling me about this. Apparently there were a bunch of planned shots that had those cats with buttholes and somebody is is trying to put together a cut with all the buttholes back. I did see that hashtag trending. (laughs) I can't believe that. Nightmare fuel. Absolutely. (laughs) That's amazing. But no, I haven't seen Cats, I haven't seen Sonic, so... Unfortunately, I haven't really been as... Uh, well, I guess it's it's good, because I'm still working and actually quite busy, so I haven't had the downtime that a lot of you guys are enjoying. What's your guys' plans <laughs> for the next couple week weeks? Well, those those games, but honestly, <laughs> I've, I've been looking for stuff to do more, uh, because I am one of the people that, that got laid off from my job. Um, so that is, I've been looking for more things to do. So one of the things that I've done is, uh, because I have a lot of family members that are older and are instructors, teachers, 
I basically just said, you have to do all your stuff online now, so is there anything I can help? So giving little tutorials of how they can work with whatever their school board has. Or uh, I've been, I also, for my for one of my family members, they've been doing a book study with their class, so I just had myself record myself reading the book for the kids that are more auditory learners. Oh, cool. That's, uh, that's, that's how bored I was. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty sweet, though. And you said you hate boomers. <laughs> I, I I hate a lot of things, but I wouldn't necessarily say I hate boomers. Just kidding, boomers. Just kidding, mom. Love you. <laughs> I hope you're not listening. <laughs> no. Mia, so you're, I guess, didn't really explain, but you haven't actually made it home to Calgary where you live, right? You're still over in BC. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, when we were in the States, I had been hired for actually a little bit of like a, a dream position. Of course, it's pretty low tier. It's back to being a barista in a, um, in a cafe, but it was something that I had been looking forward to for quite a while. I had been hired on while I was gone, and then I got a call a few days ago basically saying that they temporarily laid off their whole staff. So there's not really like a, any promise in the future there, which is a super huge bummer, but um we drove back up and we were going to spend some time here before we started work. And then I got the call. So we were like, well, we don't really need to go back. So I'm in Kimberly, BC right now. Uh, we're just outside of a, like a closed ski hill. So the resort is closed, but it's totally accessible. And me being very much an avid hiker, it's pretty much <laughs> quintessential to my soul <laughs> that I touch <laughs> that piece of rock every day. Um <laughs> But other than that, we uh, will actually head back on Friday um, as uh, my boyfriend goes back to wildfire uh, the week after. And then I just kind of rock it back at home and maybe become a really good runner or something. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're going to get writing for the next issue of Brutal Reality Digest. Totally, yeah, all the time. <laughs> well, I hope you guys keep writing for us. I'm gonna gonna let you guys mosey on on your day. But is there any final messages you guys want for the brutal reality audience? I'll let me. Go uh, Parker. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, honestly, like, it's it's tough. It's tough to know what to write because in my aspect, I'm very much open. Like, I used to write um, coffee blogs, like coffee informational blogs for my previous job and that's something I really really love to do if it's of interest of course I'd love to keep doing that other than that it'd be awesome to hear more feedback of like what people want to hear maybe personally or non-personally all that stuff but overall I'm just really excited to be writing again so I appreciate the offer for that no problem Mr. Parks Uh, I I love coffee blogs so I say if you want to write about coffee I mean you and I have discussed that kind of stuff before Mia, but I, oh, yeah. I, love, I love, you're one of the, you know so much about it and you have such a passion for it. I'd love to hear more about it for I me. I mean, some beer and phone stuff in there too for you, John. Yes, <laughs> I got it absolutely. in there. <laughs> uh, for, for me, when it comes to like writing stuff, I, I've always just, I've always enjoyed writing and I like to write about things that I enjoy and I like writing about video games because I enjoy them a lot. And that's the majority of what I'm going to to continue writing about for as long as I contribute to this, which I have no plans of stopping contributing unless everybody hates what I write. But if there, it similar to what Mia said, if there was any feedback, if there's any topic somebody wanted me to to talk about in the in the world, I would be happy to. I've I've written a lot of papers and stuff on on like the actual field, the actual 
the issues in the industry and whatnot or or anything like that or if people wanted to hear me talk about a specific game not everything that i write is just memes galore about video game stuff <laughs> yeah overall i think we're psyched yeah yeah psyched across the board all right well, thanks everyone for tuning in to brutal reality digest online podcast slash talk fest slash something else.com <laughs> i hope you'll tune in for episode three Thanks for tuning in to Brutal Reality Digest Online. Be sure to check back next week for more brutal content. This episode is brought to you by The Brew Coo. When you need beer, The Brew Coo will be there. Until next week.